Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about 10 things you should do before school starts. And I don't know about you, but come this time of the summer, uh, when I was still teaching, I was always simultaneously wishing summer would never end and dying to get back in the classroom. It was this interesting dichotomy. But no matter where you fall on the spectrum, or if you're like me, where you like both at the same time, we're going to talk about 10 things um, that you should do before that first day, because that first day is coming, whether it's next week or still a month away. So we're going to dive into this, and you can find all of the notes and the links that we're going to mention in this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things. That's teachfortheheart.com slash the number 10 things. Okay, here we go. Thing number one, do something fun. Now, you're going to be tempted to just blow this one off, but don't. I'm serious. You need to plan a break in your schedule to do something fun or relaxing. Even if it's the week before school and you're starting to panic, schedule a half hour or an hour for something that you enjoy. You'll feel more refreshed, more invigorated, and less stressed about how your life is going to be crazy again. And I don't know about you, but I find that when I plan something fun or relaxing, whether it's with my family or by myself, if I take that time away, then when I come back, I am ready to go. So do something fun uh, before the school year starts again. Number two, read an inspiring teacher an inspiring teaching book. I hope you've already done this over the summer, but if not, it's not too late. Uh, reading a great teaching book over the summer can give you so many ideas. Um, I, this was always so refreshing for me and helped me get excited to head back into the school year. Uh, you can check out our teaching books. Uh, we have three right now, Create Your Dream Classroom, Take Heart and Teach is our newest one, and then also Teach Uplifted Devotions. You can check those out at teachfortheheart.com books, and we'll also link to it at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things. So number one, do something fun. Number two, read an inspiring teaching book, if you can fit that in, depending on how how close you are to the school year. Number three, put together a classroom management plan. Now this one is particularly for those of you that are still in your first few years of teaching or maybe struggled with this area in the past. The first week of school is so important as it sets the tone for the entire year. So if you don't start off right, you pay the price the rest of the year. I mean, trust me, you guys have heard me tell this before. I have totally been there. Don't want that to happen. And honestly, when I look back to the first year, it's because I didn't take the time. I was so busy with everything else. I did not take the time to sit down and really put together a plan. And I totally, totally paid for it. So uh, if you'd like some help in this area, we have our free back-to-school classroom management solutions training or also our complete classroom management 101 online course. And I'll link to both of those at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things. So number one, do something fun. Number two, read an inspiring teaching book. Number three, put together a classroom management plan. Number four, prepare pacing guides or syllabuses or whatever you call them for each class. Now, for some of you, this is a no-brainer, but I've also known a lot of teachers who just kind of wing it and don't do this. So if that's going great for you, 
then more power to you. But if you find yourself getting in the past years, getting to the end of the year and thinking, man, like we did not cover what I what I wanted to cover this year, I really encourage you to create a pacing guide. And what this does is it just is an outline. It is not a slave master, okay? It is simply a... Um, a tool to help you. It's just a guide. You can change it around. Like I said, you're not you're not stuck with it. You can change it. Um, but it is a guide that outlines what you're going to cover each week of school. And I out I tell you how to do it. I'll link to the article once again at teachfortheheart.com slash the number ten things ten things. Um, but basically the idea is that you just you plan out. Okay, when will this unit end? When will this unit end? How much time do I want on here? And the benefit of that is as you're going through the year, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm right on track or, um, you know, or I'm ahead. I can actually spend, I have time for this extra activity or I'm behind. I really need to cut out something um, or find a way to make up some of this time. And I'm the reason I'm passionate about this, just as a little bit of an aside is, I just, I think it's important that we as teachers make strategic choices about our curriculum throughout the year. You know, I I certainly believe if you need to stop and take extra time on a topic, do that. But what, all, what can easily happen is we can just end up missing the last two chapters of the book, whereas what we could have done instead was more strategically chosen topics to skip, right? Less less top less important things throughout the year so that we got to some of those important concepts that were at the end of our curriculum. So anyhow, I share all more about this in the article. I'll link to it at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things. But number four is to prepare a pacing guide that can guide you throughout the year. You're not stuck with it, but it's really helpful just to know where you're at. It's like a barometer. All right, number five, connect with fellow teachers. I encourage you to reach out to your colleagues um, and brainstorm, discuss new ideas, and encourage each other. Especially if you're a new teacher or new to a new school, you need to take the initiative to seek out the veterans and ask for their input, okay? So don't wait for them to come to you. Um, They may, they may not, because remember, they're busy with what they're doing too. So go ahead and seek them out, introduce yourself, ask them some questions, and start building those relationships. Now, if... Um, For some reason, the faculty at your school is kind of negative or just not that helpful in general. Um, Don't give up on this idea. Um, Join us. Listen, in person is always better than people you meet online. That's why I tell you, go talk to the people at your school. But online relationships can also be really helpful, um, especially in a place like our Christian Teachers Lounge Facebook group. It's a great place to go and ask advice and get a variety of opinions and perspectives. So I'll link to that as well at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things. So number five, connect with fellow teachers. Number six, prepare a week or two of lesson plans. Now, technically you can survive day one if you have just day one ready to go. But that's kind of stressful, right? So I recommend having at least a week of lesson plans ready. Um, Two is awesome. If you're getting into, some people feel like they want to have like a month or two months. If if, If you can do that, more power to you. But don't feel pressure to have that much done. Um... I think a, a nice balance is if you have a week or two, um, then you've got a little bit of a buffer zone, and I think that's a good thing to shoot for. Number seven, obviously, you need to get your room ready. But I bring this up because I want to encourage you that the priority in creating your room is that it is functional and welcoming 
not that it's Pinterest perfect. And we did a podcast episode on this, I think last year, about setting up your classroom. And I'll link to it at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things. Um, but the importance is, like I said, for it to be functional, for it to be welcoming. It does not have to win a mag, like be worthy of a magazine cover. All right. If that, if you enjoy that, then have fun with it, but don't, don't take on that stress and those expectations. Um, that is not necessary to be a good teacher. And as I said, I'm going to link at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things to an article and the podcast episode where we talk about nine things that you might not have thought of in setting up your room, little pieces of advice there. Number eight is to plan the first day of school. Now, you guys know you only get one chance to make a first impression. So that's why it's worth it to spend a little bit extra time really planning out that first day of school. I always think through literally every single thing that's going to happen. What's going to happen when the students walk in the door? Where are they going to go? What am I going to say first? Um, how am I going to hand out textbooks? How am I going to get them into their correct seats? You got to think out every little piece because like I said, you're making that first impression. Um, you, you're, you really want to set the right tone. You want to be welcoming. You also want to be clear on your expectations and everything. So I actually have a list of advice for the first day of school in particular, some things that you do not want to do and what to do instead. And I'll link to that as well at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things. Lots of links today. Hope you'll check them out. Number nine is to breathe. <laughs> um, the closer school gets, the more stressed we can be, the more that to-do list just feels impossible. And so it is important just to stop and breathe <laughs> and realize that it will get done, right? Sometimes I tell, I tell myself that it will get done, right? Some of these things, if I have to not get to everything on my list, it's okay. Um, you will survive. Just, it's seriously helpful sometimes to just stop and and breathe. Take a breath, you know, breathe in, breathe out. And it's just, it's just helpful. So breathe. All right. So just to review, and then we'll hit number 10. Number one, do something fun. Number two, read an inspiring teaching book. Number three, put together a classroom management plan. Number four, prepare pacing guides for each class. Number five, connect with fellow teachers. Six, prepare a week or two of lesson plans. Seven, get your room ready. Eight, plan the first day of school in detail. Nine, just breathe. And finally, number 10 is the most important one of all, but it's the one we so easily forget, and that is to pray about the upcoming school year. I am guilty of this way too often where I get so caught up in crossing things off my to-do list that I forget the most important work, which is to pray. And it honestly, I just have to remind myself sometimes that you know, I can do so much, right? God has called me. There is a lot of actual physical work to do, but the only one that can truly change hearts is God. And I have direct access to his throne room. And we must do that. We need to bathe our school year in prayer. Bathe, you know, ask that God would help us, give us wisdom and strength and guidance. Ask that God would work in our students. Ask that he would guide the decisions in our school and everything else. So do not get distracted by that. 
take time to pray. And to help you with that, we're going to do two things. Number one, um, we do have a free prayer challenge for teachers. Uh, you can get that at teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge. It's 21 days long, and what we'll do is we'll send you prayer prompts, either weekly or daily, whatever you choose. Uh, just It's sometimes helpful just to have a focus for each day. Um, and so you can check that out at teachfortheheart.com slash 10 things or teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge. Second thing I'm going to do is I am going to pause right now and give you just a minute to pray. And so um, here we go. I'm just going to pause and just take a second. Pray for the upcoming school year. Pray for yourself. Pray for the students that will be in your class. Father, thank you for each teacher that's listening right now. I pray that you will call our hearts to prayer, call our hearts to depend on you more than anything. I pray for the upcoming school year that you will guide and give wisdom to each teacher. Uh, Show them how to best connect with their students, how to best teach the material. Guard them from pride. Guard them from... um, discouragement, guard them from frustration, from anxiety, from stress, help them to depend above all else on you. We pray for the students that will be in each class, that you will work in hearts, uh, that you will, first of all, draw them to yourself, um, and that you will just equip each teacher with the words and with the skills and with the insight to truly help each student learn and also to grow um, as individuals. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you have, I hope that you'll share the Teach for the Heart podcast um, with some of your friends. They can find out all the details at teachfortheheart.com slash podcast. And if you're listening on the ep- uh, listening to this on the website, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast either in iTunes or whatever, um, whatever podcast app that you use on your phone. You can find out more information on that as well at teachfortheheart.com slash podcast. But that way, all new episodes get downloaded directly to your phone. It makes it a lot easier to listen um, on the go. Thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.